You see, it's millennial money mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. Thanks so much for joining us. So I've been asked to give a talk on the economic prospects of 2022. So I thought I'd share my thoughts with you. So with this, so stay right to the end because I'm going to give away all my predictions for next year. What industries are going to do well? What shares are going to do well? What you should be buying? What you should be selling? What are the threats? What are the opportunities? And what are going to be the strengths and weaknesses of the economy? So stay right to the end because I'm going to give away as much value as possible. So we're going to get right through it. So today we are going to, well, let me get my presentation up. So bear with me one sec and I'll hopefully that will share screen with you. So where we are today, so we've gone for a massive recession. So think of this like the seasons of the year. So think we've gone through the deepest, darkest recession in history. And it, it was a deep, dark winter. So with this, we're heading to the spring. So we have the economy is looking quite good at the moment in retrospect. So we've had COVID, we've had loads of dark times. And at the time, it seemed really negative, really scary times for a lot of people and maybe we're still in scary times for a lot of people i was on times radio so i i was asked on times radio the day of the uk economy officially went into recession so they asked me it was six o'clock in the morning they were nil and they asked me nil what are what is recession is the economy in recession and what can we do about it so i had to speak to the nation and tell them my thoughts about where i think the economy was going and I use the analogy of winter. So we've headed for a winter and we've made it through the winter and we're in the spring. So there is buds of hope, there's buds of glimmer. And is there going to be a summer um, coming up? So this is, this is the big question we're asking. So I don't think there's going to be a summer anytime soon, but we have had some buds of some green shoots of the economy. So think of it like the seasons of the year. So we've had the winter, we're heading into the spring, and potentially next year, there could be kind of warmer temperature economically for the summer. But just remember, the only constant in life is change. So just remember that and essentially think, think about that because essentially we just have to remember that, yeah, there's, there's always change. Like it's not good or bad. It's just different. So spring to summer, the only change in life is the only constant in life is change never been a better time to be an investor so it's never been easier cheaper to have more information than ever before so out of a, a button you can invest in thousands of markets all around the world and it's the platforms today are cheaper than ever before you can literally the costs as an investor it is a great time compared to in the past so Think of that and today everyone is an investor so just remember that as well all right let's go all the way back to in progress so let's go back and this is a russian economist called kondratiev and he talks about these kondratiev technology waves and essentially every time there's progress humans um humans three progress major progress that have happened in the past so when they transforming energy and transforming information in the stone age bronze age and iron age and essentially this was way back when they were trying to transform materials and it's kind of you can see the progress happens and 
this, is, this goes back to 2008, so we've had the internet, and now what is going to happen in the future? So it's going to be things like blockchain. So blockchain is transforming information. It's changing data or into, the, into blocks. And this is exciting times. So we've moved away from transforming energy to transforming information. And these are known as uh, Kondratiev technology waves. Right, we're entering the fourth industrial revolution. So we have the first industrial revolution, which was steam, the second industrial revolution, which was electricity, the third elect um, industrial revolution was computing, and we're entering the fourth stage. So connectedness. So it's not just, just the internet. So the internet has changed everything, and now we're getting we're more connected than ever before. So recording us on Zoom, I'm putting this out on YouTube, and people will be watching it all around the world. And so it's we're more connected than ever before. And this is a good thing. This is great thing for humans and humanity and progress. So this is different than ever before. And there's a number of different technologies that is being created and they're all being created at the same time. So it's known as the sixth in we talk about it, the fourth industrial revolution, but it's sixth wave of technology. So and there's loads of different technologies, which I'm going to go through in this um, in this uh, talk now, and we're going to give away what kind of technology is going to happen, what you can look for to be an investor in 2023 or 2022, I should say. Sorry, we're in 2021. But yeah, going for 2023, 2024 into the future, because essentially this is new technology that's going to change the world, essentially. So this is the business cycle. So go from Windsor. So we in spring now so employment is getting better so remember the dark days of the in the winter when it was recession there was lots of people scared to lose their jobs people were put on furlough people were there was loads of people thinking they were going to lose their jobs and we kind of made it through the winter and now if you look if you go to high streets or most high street there's loads of places looking for jobs this is also a lot to do with brexit where people have left the uk and gone back to their home but Essentially, a lot of other things have happened and the economy's kind of picked up. We've had a pet lot of pent up demand, and this has now created lots of demand for jobs and essentially created lots of opportunities. So we're in the spring times, and what happens in the so in the winter months? So, what did well? So cash and bonds did well. So if you've got cash, you had a cash reserves in the winter, this was good times for you. You, were, you knew you could sit on this cash. And you could invest into a dropping stock market, which was good. Bonds do well because then they're much less volatile than um, shares in businesses. These do good in recessions. You might even add in gold there. And then so now we're in spring. So what has done well? If you look at the housing market, housing market's kind of gone crazy. Stock market's gone crazy. It's gone up a lot of um, gone up massively. This is also a lot to do with things like printing money, where the federal exchange is printing more money in the last 12 months than in the whole of history. Bank of England have, has printed 875 billion pounds since the credit crunch of 2008. So the stock market real estate has done well. So what's gonna happen in the summer? So things like commodities, so inflation's gonna kick up. We're gonna have a runaway inflation potentially where we think inflation's bad at the moment, it's gonna get a lot worse. And things like gold do really well, real estate, property, and also stock market will still continue to do well, I think. And this is the, the business cycle. So think of it like the seasons of the year. And this is the, the, the business cycle. 
So inflation, so this is the big kind of the big worry on, on people's lips today. So this is the this is the map of the world taken from the IMF from 2019. And this shows in the current the, the, the rate of inflation in 2019. Low at the moment. So a lot of places that are under two, uh, zero to two and two to four. So the majority of the world is around that. So in August, um, the inflation was at four, just over 4%. And this doesn't include housing. So they don't include housing, remember that. So this is, inflation is going to kick out. And so why was inflation, why is inflation increasing? So as I said, printing of money. So the Federal Exchange and Bank of England. So COVID has caused a lot of supply chain problems. So with supply chain problems, there's more demand for a limited number of supply. Brexit has caused a lot of labour shortages, so a lot of people can't get the staff. If you've got any work done in your house, there's not enough people to do that work for you. So people, it means it pushes it pushes the price up. And how do people? How does how do you solve the inflation problem? So governments tend to put up in interest rates. So to to stop inflation getting out of control, governments can put up interest rates. But will they do that? I don't think they will. I think they should but I don't think they will. And why is that? Because what inflation is good for, is good for debt. So inflation erodes debt. So a good bout of inflation can reduce a lot of debt. So if you're a homeowner, if you've got a mortgage, this is a good time to have inflation. And if you're a government, a central bank, and you've just printed loads of money, it's a good way to essentially tax a lot of low-income people who have got fixed incomes. It's going to cause a lot of pain for a lot of income, low-income households who've got a fixed income and who and buy their shopping. So it what should explain what is inflation? It's a spending power in your back pocket. So inflation increases how much things cost. So this you might have recognized it in your daily shop. You might have gone to fill up your tank of petrol and been think that's expensive, but it has gone up more. And you turn up your heating and realize actually heating has gone up a lot more. And this is all inflation. So this is going to be a big theme for next year. So, and this is going to cause supply disruptions. So as you mentioned before, there's been, due to COVID, there's been a lot of supply chain problems. So this is, means that because of staff, there's been not enough shipping. There's been loads of shipping delays. There's also been strikes. So Amazon is... is I'm going to be doing my talk tomorrow on Black Friday and Amazon staff are striking because of poor, poor, how poor working conditions and they have been treated not very well. So they're striking. They want better pay, better conditions and be to be fairly treated. And so if this means if people aren't working or people are going to strike, this is going to cause increased delays and increased inflation. So expect delays in 2022. And also Brexit as well, as we mentioned before, this is a recurring theme for next year. All this is going to be passed on to cost of, um, of inflation and also it's going to cause delays. So that's going to, that's another recurring theme for 2020. With this is automation, so robotics and artificial intelligence. There's loads of technology that's actually making things for supply chain so because of all these problems with the supply chain there's a lot of companies that are working to solve these problems so businesses are about solving problems and there's never been many more technology that's looking to solve 
supply chain problems that are looking to be solved by automation robotics. So Amazon, although they're striking, they're most likely Amazon are going to create a lot of robotics that are going to replace these people's jobs. So food problem, supply with food. So cost of food has gone up. So there's lots of ways that robotics are going to improve the amount of food available, supply of food. So this might be um, that there is, what do you call it, like vertical farming. If you've ever seen this, I've never seen them, but there's a lot of talk about vertical farming. So rather than planting all along the ground, you can have these towers of farms essentially growing crops on in these tower blocks. And you're going to have robots picking these tomato plants, maybe, or peppers, or maybe sweet corn or, or, or potatoes. They're going to be growing these crops vertically. And this is going to mean there's going to be an increasing supply of food. This is good news. I also saw some technology that's essentially it goes along the ground and it kind of zaps, laser zaps these weeds. So it kills the weeds without using pesticides. And this is it's a kind of a smart robot that does this. So this is robotics and automation and artificial intelligence is going to be huge as well in 2022. So this is another big theme. So you can buy these companies. If you think actually artificial intelligence, automation, robotics, you can buy these companies. You can buy food manufacturers. You can buy um, vertical farming manufacturers. You can buy companies that are creating these robots or artificial intelligence. And that's how you're going to benefit from, from this, this change. Coming back before we go on to blockchain, Web 3.0. So remember back to in the trucks, the truck, there's massive delays due to people with the fuel. So there wasn't not enough drivers. And this was delays and causing inflation. But this also means that automation is going to come in. So this problem is means that business about solving problems and there's a problem of not enough drivers and automation is going to, going to come in and essentially automate these truck drivers jobs which is sad for the truck drivers but it's going to be better for progress and it's better for be it means cheaper fuel and it will mean these truck drivers will, could retrain and do better jobs so that's kind of, that's the supply chain so now blockchain nfts and web 3.0 so I'm super excited about all these three. So blockchain's grown up. So in the past, blockchain was just cryptocurrency. People thought it was buying and selling. It was just essentially uh, electronic money, essentially. But the great thing about blockchain is a whole lot more than this. So we also talk about supply chain issues. And one of the things that blockchain is solving is the supply chain problem. So there's technology, what used to, I used to work in shipping and I, I used to do the documentation for what they call bills of lading. And essentially wherever a ship moved, you have to have three pieces of paper to say where this piece of, this cargo was going, what it carried, how much it carries, what, what the discharge port was gonna be, where the low port was. But essentially blockchain can automate all this by essentially using smart contracts. Like there's, it's not just block, it's not just Bitcoin, it's Ethereum. And there's thousands of different coins that, that I don't even know what half of them do at, the, at these days because there's so many of them. But blockchain Ethereum are the two big ones. And Ethereum is essentially a smart contract and it can do a lot of other th clever things. I bought a house recently and right, it was so much bureaucracy to try and get co these contracts through and your, your mortgage approved. And blockchain essentially could automate all this just in a simple smart contract. It can program in. Um, essentially this contract and make everything much easier. 
that's blockchain. Essentially, it's growing up. It's going to actually start to solve problems now. Before, it was just kind of mucking about with thinking it was currency, buying and selling, speculating. It's now become a commodity. So it's now it's actually going to start creating businesses and actually solving meaningful problems. And this is exciting times. So let's move on to NFT. So what is an NFT? So non-fungible token. So non-fungible token. What is What in the world is this? So essentially, if you think of a dollar, you go and go to a bank and take money out of that, your bank or pound coin or dollars or yen or whatever, any currency. It doesn't matter to you what which dollar bill you get or which pound coin you get or which yen you get. They're all essentially the same. That's fungible. That means they're all the same. It doesn't matter. Whereas what is non-fungible, essentially it's unique. It's essentially rubber stamped or time stamped to be unique and personal and nothing can create it. So a bit, a bit like you. you, you are individual, you are unique, you're original. No, no one can essentially create the same thing that you, you, that you do. You're looking at me now, you're the only person in the world with that unique experience. You, so you're non-fungible. And essentially what token is, you can tokenize this anything essentially. So I've created my own NFTs, I've got a trading card game, and my I've created card games that are essentially the non-fungible tokens and you can put it on the blockchain. So at the moment, with, with NFTs, they're essentially mucking about stage, which was same, similar to what blockchain was say, three or four years ago. No one really knows what these are going to be used for. They might be used for concert tickets, where you just get an NFT concert ticket, and then no one can essentially fraud that. Or you might use it for art is another one. So there was an artist called, I think he's called Beeble, Beeble, I think his name is, and he basically sold 50 million pounds worth of art using these NFTs. And the first tweet by the founder of Twitter, Jack, I forget his guy, the guy's name, but essentially he sold his tweet for 2.5 million, 2.1 million, I think it was. So that's pretty exciting. That's essentially an NFT. So you can use it for art as well. And the third thing that's going to be big in kind of technology in 2022 is Web 3.0. So what is Web 3.0? So the first web is when you were just starting out, it was just read only, you were just read documents or recipes or porn a lot of it was a lot of teenage people would use it for and essentially you would just look at it and that would be 1.0 so you'd read books or documents or um, blogs and essentially that was web 1.0 fast forward to today we're in kind of web 2.0 now so if you think it's quite interactive social media we're on youtube you're watching this through youtube i'm recording this in oxford in in england and it's much more interactive. If you want, put in a comment below and say, if you like it, what you think is going to be big in 2022. If you think this is going to be anything that else is going to be big, you can interact with me and I'm, I'll see that and I can comment back. And that's, that's Web 2.0. But now we're going to move on to Web 3.0, which is a whole new world. Essentially, it's decentralized. And we don't know what actually this is going to create, but it's going to be a whole different world. And essentially, it means that so at the moment, YouTube are in control. They essentially have a centralized place where this can be stored or this can be um, and whatever. But they, they essentially, they could turn this off if they wanted to, a click of a button. Where Web 3.0 is everyone has uh, access in their, on their phone to each, each of these um, connections. It will be connection, each decentralized connections. And it means that you won't have to have advertising. You don't have to lose your... At the moment, you might have had to agree to cookies, which are essentially you know, data. You'd have to lose your data. So Web 3.0 is a different form. It's essentially decentralized, and it's going to be built more for the people, essentially, rather than corporations, which is exciting times.
So I think that also one other thing before we move on is a metaverse. A metaverse is going to be huge. So what is a metaverse? Essentially, it's a universe in the internet. So you can go and go and connect with other people. So if you ever played Fortnite, my son loves Fortnite. He goes and connects with his friends. They go and kind of hang out in digital worlds in the digital world you you would be able to go to a pub rather than traveling to london when especially with covid you would just be able to have essentially what we did when covid happened we would kind of hang out on zoom calls and we'd have um quizzes and things like that it's going to be a lot more than that essentially is it going to take off who knows it's going to be kind of a lot more ai it's going to be a lot more um virtual reality and it's going to be a bit more kind of um, what's the other technology where it's kind of in, immersed into your um, vision and things like that? Because this is all the kind of thing that's going to come in next year and maybe next few next few years. So another thing that's going to be big environmental technology. So we're still in a climate crisis. There's climate change. There's the um, biodiversity loss. There's loads of plastics. That there's a, 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 a basically like a plastic. Um, junkyard the size of texas in the middle of the pacific ocean full of plastic bottles toothbrushes that's been thrown away i'm partly to blame of it millennials have consumed some crazy like a third of the natural resources in the last 30 years or last 40 years which is insane so we're gonna have to solve these problems so there's companies that are doing that there's not i've got a jacket that's made out of plastic is a company called finister and essentially taking old plastic bottles and create them so there's going to be a lot of talk about the holistic economy. So how you can actually create, not actually throw things away, but create companies and technologies from our own rubbish and our own using it much smarter. We're not gonna, we're gonna move away or not, not sure if it's gonna be in the next year or two years, but in the next 10 years, we're gonna have to move away from fossil fuels. It's gonna have to happen. Coal, we're gonna have to turn off the coal power plants. The amount of, look at the science, it's kind of crazy how much it produces CO2 and how much toxins it produces and how much death it causes so many deaths um, because of the toxins it releases. It causes people's bronchitis, it causes kind of lung disease. So carbon, coal has got a, we can't be, we can't use any energy producing coal anymore. So things like wind power, solar panel, tidal is gonna be much more, technologies of this is gonna be big in the future. And also protests, we're gonna, there's gonna, I, I think there's gonna be more protests gonna happen. So at the moment, because of COVID, there wasn't as many protests, especially during COP26, uh, there wasn't as many protests as there was. I think it's gonna get people are getting much more vocal, much more annoyed about the way we're treating the planet. So this is a big problem we've got. And with big problems, there's big opportunities and businesses for businesses to solve these problems. So another big technology is health technology. So what is going to be big? So essentially, there's going to be a lot of health technology. So mindfulness, meditation, it's going to be big. It's going to be a lot of people are going to get starts. Um, yeah, much more into kind of the me mental health is going to be such a big thing. It's a big thing in 2021, especially with COVID lockdown. Continue to be big, and it's going to be prob problems that are going to be solved by businesses around mental health and mindfulness and essentially it's if i went on if you listen to a podcast this week um on millennial money mindset i had someone who is um 
a wealth and health health coach and he said that health and mental health and physical health is like they go together like batman and robin which i I I thought was a really good way of putting things so we're going to have personalized health so we've got an aging population so boomers are getting old they're aging and there's going to be much more personalized health than than before so things like uh, iphone watches taking a pulse taking your blood pressure taking your blood sugar levels for diabetics etc Personalized health is going to be really big. Also, vaccinations are not going to go away. There's going to be booster jabs. There's going to be more vaccinations going to be rolled out. That's not going to go away. I think COVID is going to stick with us for for a long time going forward. There's going to be biotech engineering and genetic engineering as well. So things like CRISPR technology is huge. It's growing really massively. This is essentially like cutting and pasting DNA. And it's there's a lot of talk about how ethical this is, but it could help cause um solve a lot of things like cystic fibrosis and like that so these are good things that are going to solve health technology is going to solve people um, people's problems the downside to as a, from a business point of view how do you patent some of these technologies some of these things are crispr you can't patent them because once they're created it's difficult to patent how can you prove that you you own this kind of technology which is especially developed by government and essentially kind of big corporations are trying to get kind of get rich on it but that's that's another that's a topic so where are we heading so where we are at the moment this is rostow you probably know this so it's created in the 60s and when we were in the 60s countries like uk usa Australia, we were in the drive to maturity so now we've grown to the age of mass consumption so Oh, there's huge amounts of waste that's created. We've used, consumed so much natural resources. We're going to move to the next level. We're going to realize, hey, we can't keep doing this. And we're going to move to this next level. I tried to find where a prediction of the next level on this, there wasn't. The only one I could find, I've read a book called Donut Economics, which is really good by Kate Raworth. And she predicts, she kind of gives a model of the donut, donut economics. So I think there's going to be less growth in the kind of the developed nations and this is going to affect the stock price. The stock price maybe not as much growth as it has done previously. And but look look to China. Look to, if you want growth in your portfolio, look to China. Look to India. Look to South America. Look to Russia. Russia is going to grow massively. That's got a lot of natural resources, a lot of water, a lot of timber, lots of oil, lots of gas. So I think Russia is going to be quite big as we come into a drive for more commodities, demand for commodities. And if you want a much longer term view where you've got maybe preconditions for takeoff and takeoff this look at the african nations such a huge country such a potential for growth there as well so um yeah huge amount of potential for growth but it's going to be a lot of ups and downs before you kind of get that kind of big kick up but for the long term that's definitely one to watch so this is the business cycle so we talked before briefly about it so we had winter what does well in winter we had gold cash and bonds these will do well in winter so in recessions these these did well in the spring stock market has been rallying massively so startup companies well never a better time to start a business than in the, the, the recession or during a recession if you look at a number of different companies that started up uber fedex i think even if you look at like loads of companies look them up loads of, or microsoft i think is another one these companies started up during the dark times of recession and they kind of when funding they comes in during the summer times is when they kind of grow and and boom 
So property's also done really well in the springtime. So people will demand property. So what's going to be done if we head to the summer? Where are we going to head in kind of one, two, three, four years' time? So commodities, I said, they're going to be a good one to watch. Gold's going to continue to do well. Property, you mentioned cryptocurrency. So, so not necessarily the currency, but the actual, they're going to start creating businesses. They're going to create, this Ethereum is going to create, kind of solve problems that from using this digital assets. So NFTs, we mentioned, I think NFT is going to be huge. And then there's going to be a huge boom and there's going to be a huge bust. I think they're going to be oversupplied. I, as I said, I created my own NFT and it's super easy to actually do to create an own, own NFT these days. You don't need to code. You don't need to do anything. You just sit, literally copy, um, download a PDF file. And there was someone, someone who I'm connected with on LinkedIn created a, literally a blank PDF file and sold those as nfts and they went massive they did really massively got really rich from these just selling blank nfts and this is i think the the emperor's clothes where they realize there's nothing behind these nfts so they're going to grow massively and they're going to have a massive fall because until we start creating applying how we can solve these as business businesses and actually solve meaningful problems i think there's going to be a big hype and a big crash around nfts that's my prediction and also what's going to do well is Technology. So technology is also going to do well. So we looked at these, what are these huge amounts of, we're heading into this new fourth industrial revolution. So that's that's a new, the things that I think. My name's Neil Doig. Please, hopefully that's been useful to you. So that's my predictions for 2022. And yeah, please like, please subscribe, and please tell a friend about Millennial Money Mindset if you want the fruits you need the roots. What are your thoughts on what's going to be big in 2022? Do you think, would you add anything to those? Write that in the comments. Please like, please subscribe. And if you do agree with them, do you disagree with them? Would you, yeah, are you, where, where's your money at the moment? So just to be clear, this is, this is guidance, not advice, it's education. Do your own research. Investments can go up as well as down. But yeah, it's, it's just really a video to record to hopefully that was useful and hopefully yeah, I'll be doing more of these. So yeah, thanks so much and take care.